Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Samaritan's Purse is a Christian organization. They give aid to victims of war, uh, poverty, natural disasters all around the world, uh, including right here in the United States. They're currently in Hawaii uh, with the devastating wildfires that have destroyed parts of that state. That brings us to our next guest on the DriveHubler.com hotline. Edward Graham is the grandson of the great evangelist Billy Graham, a a military vet and COO of uh, Samaritan's Purse. Edward, Thank you for making the time to come back on the show. Where are you in Hawaii right now, and what are you seeing? Well, I appreciate, again, you having me on. Always great talking to you. I'm I'm actually on the island of Maui, um, and it's been bad. You know, I've been down to the community um, in Lahaina to see the devastation, and in years of combat, it reminds me a lot of that. I mean, complete destruction. Wow. There's a lot of anger, a lot of hurt, a lot of loss. And uh, people are really struggling here. Uh, it's a strong community. It's very family-oriented. But there's just people very angry and hurt right now. Edward, Jason Hammer here. What are they angry about? Yeah, I mean, it's the, there's such great loss. And there's a lot of frustration, um, you know, with local government and city got you know, it's and stuff like this, I'm not blaming anyone. It's fault. It's it's a tragedy. And it was uh very fast winds and the fire sparked and it was a fire storm. I mean there really was very little time to do anything. It, if you've ever been to Hawaii in this part of Hawaii, it could be very dry. You know, most people think it's a tropical uh, you know, rainforest and there's parts of this island that are um, you, you could just go two minutes down the road and it'll change, but it is so dry over there and you can see why it spreads so quickly, but it's just the loss and such, I mean, there, there's 111 bodies uh, that have, you know, that they've said of, uh, they found, but there's still over a thousand people missing. Mm. Um, so the city's locked down right now. Uh, some of the residents have been able to go down there, but for what we do with fifteen, that's where we help homeowners find a wedding ring or a brooch, a family heirloom. It helps bring closure. It allows for conversation. It's actually one of the best deployments that uh, we do. You know, some people may think it's small or trivial, but no, it helps bring healing. But we won't have access to this community. There's still, I think, only about 40% cleared to the community looking for bodies with the cadaver dogs. So that's what people are a little frustrated and angry with, how long it takes so that's kind of the reality on the ground. And and what you talked about it there for just a second. What what exactly is Samaritan's Purse role right now in in the recovery efforts? Yeah, so we deploy. We've got about uh, thirty of our team members on the ground to include an additional about ten rapid response chaplains from the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. They're trained on how to share hope in crisis. They've been here from the very beginning too. We have those actually live on the island here in Hawaii, and they've been ministering to those in the shelters praying with and listening. Really, their job is to listen. Our volunteers have already set up our equipment. We flew in our DC-8 cargo aircraft. 
has all the equipment we use on our semis back in the 48, but we had to fly that over here, and we outfitted U-Hauls. And what we'll do is we'll go through and sift and help these homeowners look for just lost pieces of memories and life, and it, help, it does help bring closure. We're committed to transitioning to a rebuild here when that time comes, and that's for the uninsured and non-insured, helping them get back in their homes. We build homes all the time back in the, in the 48. But it's going to be difficult here. Building on the island, if anyone's familiar with Hawaii, the permit process, we're going to need the help of the government to kind of get through some of that red tape. So that's our prayer that God would just uh, allow us to have favor, that we can bless this community. There's other ways we're serving them with supplies and resources. We had a pastor's meeting yesterday where we brought in a pastor from Paradise, California, who lost everything. Uh, his home, uh, his, his 70% of his congregation lost their homes. So he's been here sharing. We had a great pastor's meeting sharing ideas how we can serve them. Um, but the immediate relief, like the water and you know housing, that's been kind of taken care of. There's still people struggling with that, but there was such a, a, a flood of help from the local populace. Uh, they take care of their own here very well. Uh, now it's into you know what's next, the next phase. Edward Graham is our guest of Samaritan's Purse. And Edward, I want to make sure that our audience here in Indiana can really understand the magnitude of what it's like there. You are a guy that has seen a lot of horrific things in your military career, been in a lot of dangerous situations. When you found out you were going to Hawaii, I'm sure you probably prepared yourself mentally of what it might look like. Once you got there, how did the actual sights of what you're seeing compared to what you had in your mind? Yeah, you know, I talked to my my wife's cousin still in the military. He's a general out here in Hawaii, and he just visited, and he's like, Edward, it reminds me of Mosul. We Mm. were in Mosul together back in 05. And so when you pull up, and it's a beautiful piece of paradise right on the water, but as you pull up on the high ground and look down into it, it's complete destruction. I mean, about every building, I would say 90% of the, the community is destroyed. Now, and the, the odd thing is, in certain pockets, like I saw four churches not even scarred. It's amazing. Uh, not even touched. Everything around it or another building, a grocery store that had complete destruction around it. Um, but it is, it, it's the ash, it's the smell. It brings you back to those memories of my previous life a little bit. But it, it looks like a wasteland in a way. And that's why it's hard for this community to see that, to see such a vibrant uh, community with so much history. It's gone. And when there's a loss of hope, people ask, has God forsaken me? And that's why we come at Samaritan's Purse. We want people to know that, no, Jesus is not forsaken you. God has not He loves you. Love you so much that he sent his son Jesus. So the resources we have to be able to serve and to fly over here on our cargo planes and our volunteers, we have over 2,000 volunteers signed up and ready to come, but we're not going to bring them all in until the sifting starts, um, and we're allowed to do that and have access to the community. But people want to serve and help their neighbors in the ditch, and um, it's just going to take some time. It's kind of expectation management. When you have losses, great, and they're still looking for human, you know, human remains. We're respectful of the leadership, and we wait for the the approval to go in. I had heard stories like the one you just mentioned of devastation and and buildings burned to the ground, but churches and other buildings like that, like grocery stores, still standing. That made the (laughs) the hair on the back of my neck stand up when you said that, Edward. Yeah, it's it's kind of eerie to see it. But I talked to some of the pastors of those churches that survived, and they're telling me. Horrific stories and the stories of survival, but it was the 
it's the unknown. You know, the cell phones and the power went out, and sure. this one pastor was, yeah. I was telling the story of a, a woman that he couldn't, his husband or her husband was looking for her and was talking to her on the phone, and then her phone went dead. And then he finally found her two days later in a hospital with 60% burns on her body. And oh, wow. I can imagine going through that. Those are the kind of stories you're hearing. It was horrific. And so I just ask your listeners to pray for Hawaii and especially pray for the first responders here. They're exhausted. What are the conditions right now? Like, is the power slowly starting to come back? Uh, what's the time frame? Have you been able to uh, talk to some folks? Yeah, they, so, you know, I've been down there. The power, they were working hard to get the power poles back up because the power goes right down through there to the other communities down the beach, um, you know, that did not get affected by the fire. So the, the power is back on in the surrounding communities. There are some homes that survive down there, and um, the owners have loose access to get back and forth, but they're really worried about contamination down there, especially the water. The water will be contaminated probably for a long time. Um, so they have to work through all that, but... Um, you know, for the city itself, complete devastation. For the rest of the island, they got temporary cell phone towers up that they put back up. And that's what people forget, you know, that when those towers burn and go down, it affects the rest of the system. And so that's why they were struggling here for communication. We're so reliant on cell phones now. And then the power lines and the telephone poles all went down as well. Edward Graham, Samaritan's Purse. Um, obviously, prayer is the number one priority for you. What else can people do to help out if they're listening to this right now? Yeah, if you're there's local churches here doing great things that you can find, and uh, you can go onto their website. I'm proud of the local churches here. If you're interested in what Samaritan's Purse is doing, you can go to SamaritansPurse.org. I'd ask that you, if you can, sign up to volunteer. When that call comes and we have access to the community, we'll we'll make that out, and we'll be able to house overnighters to be able to come here and serve the community. Well, God bless you, Edward, and thank you for what you and your organization are doing over there. And uh, please give us an update soon. No, thanks for having me. We appreciate you what you guys do. You're awesome.